Welcome to Tune In, Discovering Your Authentic Self. I am your host, Nicole Jensen, mother of three, physical therapist, fitness lover, and life coach. My Tune In journey began when I took up yoga, meditation, and mindfulness many years ago. They have been a catalyst in helping me become more aware of my thoughts, behaviors, and patterns, and to accept myself where I am. But it is not enough to be aware. One also needs to take action. This show is for anyone who knows in their soul that there is more to life, but doesn't know how to access it. Each week, I will bring you the tools, tips, and share stories of how you can learn to tune in to who you really are at your essence and learn to live with intention and with fulfillment. Welcome to Tune In, Discovering Your Authentic Self. Today's episode is going to be another one that's off the cuff and not necessarily in order of the way I thought it would be, but isn't that how life is? So a week ago, it will be when this podcast comes out that I was in a car accident and it's crazy how the series of events happened and you know that any of the choices that I had made that day that would have been different would have landed me in a different circumstance and most likely not in that accident. And a lot of people could say, hey, you know, it sucks that you were in that accident. And if you had decided to get the menudo soup instead of the pho soup, then you would not have been in that accident. But actually, that's not how I think. My thought is my accident saved me from something worse. And I really do firmly believe that. I also believe that my accident was a gift. Um, although I've seen lots of reasons why already, I still feel that the true reason is not been revealed to me yet. So how the day went was it was Memorial Day and I was working and I was down in the ICU and in the emergency room most of the day, which is my sweet spot. That's where I'd like to be. That's where I feel most comfortable. And the day was actually pretty magical. It was pretty cool how it happened. Um, when you're in the emergency room as a physical therapist, you know, people are like, what the heck do you do there? But when I was there, you're kind of there to work with the doctors or the PAs and not only determine if the patient's safe to go home, because that's like my usual MO for my job. It's more about what do you think is going on with the patient, which is so cool because we're not doctors, but we do actually spend a lot of time with patients and asking questions and listening. And so we do get information that maybe other medical professionals don't because we just ask questions that are different and you kind of get to the bottom of it. And at the end of the you know, 20 or 30 minutes that you spend with the patient, which actually is a lot of time, it shouldn't be a lot of time in the grand scheme of things, but it is. Um, you kind of get little details that maybe the doctor hasn't gotten or the nurse hasn't gotten. So I was down there that day and I worked with a new emergency room doctor that was not, I didn't know. 
And he was super interesting. He had an interesting background of being in the military and working in a hospital that was like the fourth in the nation for drug seeking, for pain med seeking. And so he was talking about that, which is a giant problem in the world. So anyhow, um, the day was kind of magical. Like I don't have great outpatient skills because I haven't done that in a really long time, but I was able to work with these three patients that were down there and help the doctor and his PA kind of rule out things and then look into things. And then um, I was actually even able to help the third patient leave the hospital in less pain, which was really cool. And just kind of going on my outpatient skills, which were uh, 20 years ago. Shh, don't tell anybody, but, um, you know, my own injuries, I've figured out how to help people. People are always asking me, Hey, I have a bad back. What do I do? And my go-to used to be, I don't have outpatient skills. You know, I don't really know how to help you, but I do, you know, if I really stop and think about it, I can help them some way. It might not solve the complete problem. So it was kind of magical day in the emergency room. And then I was in the uh, ICU, which I have the closest relationships to the staff down there because I'm there consistently every Friday. And then I was there for six weeks or so in the fall when um, I took over for somebody who took a little break. And so it was just, you know, it's just fun. It feels like home to me. And so I was talking to one of the ICU nurses and she's like, I was telling her that how bad my sinuses were. And if you can hear me now, they're still bad, but now they're bad for a different reason. Um, on Monday, you know, it just felt like I have allergies. Apparently, I guess you get allergies at some point in your life, which I didn't as a child, except for leaves. So she was like, Hey, you know, what helped me last week is I went and got some pho. And I was like, I've never had it. I know I would like it. And I was like, Oh, I was going to get some Mexican soup menudo, which I heard helps with sinuses. And she's like, no, 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 you got to get this. And I was like, all right. And so, you know, the person that I am, I get on Google and I'm trying to find the closest restaurant to Mercy Gilbert. And um, there are none open because it's Memorial Day. And I'm like, whatever, I have all the time in the world after work, might as well just go drive and get it. And so I find a place that has it, I order it and I leave work a little bit early because I can't even breathe through my nose at this point. And I feel fine, but can't breathe. And so I drive all the way well, I try to drive all the way to go pick up the soup and I'm getting off the off-ramp of uh, 202, which is a main freeway for us here in Arizona and McQueen Avenue, which I've been there before many times. And I get to the top of the off-ramp and um, I stop. And next thing I know, I like look to the left and it's an overpass and it's kind of a little bit of a blind spot. And I didn't see anybody immediately. So I crept forward about two feet and then stopped. And I looked to the left and the lady that, or lady, the car that hit me, um, I didn't see behind me because I was looking to the left to see. And I saw that the car was coming too fast. So I couldn't have went and the car hit me from behind. And I had no clue, like zero idea I was going to get hit, which is best when you get into an accident, because then you're not bracing yourself and your muscles aren't tense to begin with. And so I hear the noise, which I have been in a really bad accident before about, I think it was, I was 23, I guess. So 27 years ago. Um, and I was like, Oh shoot. 
And so then I panic, like, oh no, don't push me in the intersection. You know, like, I don't want to get T-boned by that car. And then anyway, I didn't. And we went over to the side and, you know, whatever happened, happened. I don't want to get into that story, but um, cops came. I started to notice my neck was a little bit sore, like in the process, totally in shock. Can't see my phone, like to like text or call 911 or like see my insurance because it's so bright out because we live on the sun here in Arizona. It's like 104 out, you know, just hot day. And, um, you know, just go about my business after I go pick up the soup, come home, you know, just the whole night is like calling the uh, insurance company, trying to figure out, you know, what, just what's going on in life. And, you know, my neck starting to get a little bit more sore at this time, which is normal, like whiplash is something you don't notice um, until really day two is the, the, the prime day. So um, the next day, you know, just wake up and realize, okay, I can't go about my normal routine. So fast forward to Friday of that week. And, you know, I'm trying to get back into life somewhat normally. I hadn't gone back to work yet. I have to be hundred percent to do my job. Like literally hundred percent. I can't feel like crap or, you know, even like 80%. I, it's just too hard. I'm lifting all day. So I'm like, ah, I feel like I'm about 80%, you know, but I shouldn't go back in. So I didn't know what to do on Friday. I, I just felt like kind of lost. Like, do I go to my Pilates class? Do I, what do I do? And so I can feel like the anxiety kind of building about what to do on Friday. So I decided when I woke up, I was like, okay, I'm just going to do one thing, take it one thing at a time. And so I was like, I'm not going to go to Pilates. I am going to go to a new yoga studio, which I had been to the night before the day before as like a gentle class. But I was like, let me try this because I feel like that will help me determine what I do today. And, you know, I was contemplating work. I was contemplating going to my son's baseball game, but I just couldn't decide. So I make the decision to go to yoga and I get there and it's a new teacher and she introduces herself. I introduce myself and within a minute, one minute, I knew that was exactly where I was supposed to be. There's a couple of things she said, a couple of things I shared. And not only did I know I meant was meant to be there, I knew that she was meant to be in my life. And I, it was just a knowing and an openness of vulnerability and just a connection that you knew that we were supposed to meet on that day. It was her first day teaching there. It was my second class. And we just were instant friends, like instant, instant friends. And turns out our stories are very similar. And, you know, we bonded over that, you know, and people are like, oh, well, you know, it's so easy. You know, people will say to me, it's easy for you to make friends. Well, here's the deal. I'm vulnerable. I share my story. I share my life. I share my feelings. And that's how you make connections with people is you share you're not going to meet soulmates. You know, there are more than one soulmate for you in this world. It's not just one person. It doesn't have to be the opposite sex. And it's, it's a sharing of your soul. And then you recognize someone else's soul in doing that. And that's what happened. And her class was fantastic. And afterwards I was able to just tune in 
to how I felt to determine my next step. And I ended up going to my son's baseball game, which was great because he ended up pitching. So that was awesome to be able to see him pitch and kind of get out of a sticky situation that he was in pitching. And the whole rest of the day was just following my intuition and being in the flow. And then he and I went out to, to lunch and we had a fantastic discussion at lunch. I brought up things that I was able to bring up that I haven't been before and they were met with less resistance and we had a fantastic time. And then I did some errands, which was great. Went to, you know, get my medical treatment for my car accident, which has now become a full-time job. And then came home and took my daughter to her dance showcase, which was fantastic. And just being in that theater with the music, that's awesome. And the, the, oh my gosh, these girls are, and boys are fantastic dancers. It was the company. So it's the competition teams showcase that they do every year. And so all five teams displayed all of their competition dances and then the seniors did their solos. And it was, I mean, I sat there just in awe of my daughter who finished her 14th year dancing. She's 16 years old and how much she has grown and dang, like it is, yes, it's been expensive. Believe me. I think I work to pay for her dance, but, um, the woman that she has become because of dance. And I know it's because of other things too, but that's been the primary consistent thread through her life. And she's made the best of friends. And then we couldn't decide where to go, you know, to eat. It's eight o'clock at night. We're hungry. Haven't eaten in hours and hours. And I always, we passed Bahama box. I'm like, you want to go to Bahama box? She's like, sure. Well, we get in line to Bahama box and one car in front of us are two of her best friends and the car in front of her is another best friend. And so like, you know, we're standing in line and the, the first best friend comes running out of the car and jumping in our car. And then the other two best friends who are sisters jump out of their car and come in and we're taking selfies and we're laughing. And, you know, we could have chosen to go to another restaurant or another place, but that's where we chose. And it just ended up being the perfect day. And, you know, we all need to do that. We need to just sometimes tune in to how we feel and just take it one step at a time. And I know we have to go to work and we have to do things, but there are some days, you know, just screw it, throw up your hands and just be like, you know what, I'm just going to do whatever comes to my heart, whatever comes to my mind and just trust that that's the, the way it's supposed to be. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to another episode of tune in discovering your authentic self. If you found this valuable, please share it with a friend and it would mean the world to me if you left a review. I love connecting with my listeners, so please reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook at Nicole Renee Jensen.